As we stand at the precipice, feeling the heat on our faces from the dumpster fire our country has devolved into, sometimes an escape is necessary. And sure, meth will do that for you. But maybe, just maybe, dating horror stories from someone else's romantic fuckery might be better for your health. Surely your dentist would agree. So, laugh, cry, blush from secondhand embarrassment, and revel in a playground of mishaps that just might help you forget. Welcome to The Cultural Experience, Season 1, The Alphabet Chronicles. L is for litigious. In this day and age, I've had little luck meeting a man on dry land. Until now. It was one of those usual Saturday nights with the gays. We were dressed for sex and ready to drink. Things were going well. We were holding our liquor like consummate professionals, and no one had yet deflected to their bed or someone else's. But we were quickly approaching a turning point. I could feel it. Someone was going to get shit-faced or leave, and in that moment I realized the dark, brooding man sitting quietly at the end of the bar would be the one to tip the scales. It's not that he was gorgeous, he wasn't, but something about him. He had classic good looks. Good looks, the trendy haircuts and youthful abs saturating the bar muted, which is probably why he sat by himself, not in a sad way. He looked like he was waiting. For what, I wasn't sure. He looked up and our eyes lingered. He motioned me over with a warm smile and, uh, well, I took the bait. I shimmied myself across the bar, navigating through the sweaty masses, trying to make my way to him without spilling my drink. After a few close calls, the amoeba of men forcefully deposited me to him, throwing my face into his chest as he stood up to greet me. It was a modern-day fairy tale. A gay one, where the hero has a nice chest to cushion the impact of aggressive club gays fighting for space. Well, (laughs) hello there. Hi. He looked even better up close. Why was he by himself? I was actually just about to head out. Uh, I could give you my number, or... I live around here. Would you be interested in walking me home? I paused. No funny business, I promise. I mean, I was tired, and a goodnight kiss from a handsome man wouldn't be the worst way to end the night. All right, we can do that. I motioned to my friends, letting them know my evening would be charting a different course, and off we went. It was one of those perfect summer nights. The city was covered in a blanket of warmth, while a slight breeze kept everything from drowning in the thickness of summer in the city. We talked about life, love, sex... It was the perfect end to a date we'd yet to have. Well, this is me, I I had a really nice time. Me too. I'm heading out of town on a work trip, but uh, when I'm back, maybe we can get together? I'd like that. And then he put his hand on the small of my back and pulled me towards him. We kissed. It was forceful, passionate, but respectful. The exchange was foreign in every way to modern dating. In fact, everything about him had a tinge of old school baked into it, and I liked it. His look, 
The walk along Columbus Avenue, the way he kissed, I was intrigued. Maybe this old-school New York thing was what I was looking for. We exchanged numbers, and I took myself on a summer walk home, up the few too many blocks along the Upper West Side. These walks are one of the perks of the summer. It's a time to commune with the city, with yourself. The promise of these strolls is one of the things that pulls city residents through the winters, those months where even the walk from the train to your front door feels unbearable. Right around the time my feet started to hurt, I got a text. It was nice meeting you. You too. What are you up to? Just walking, almost home. You? Laying in bed. And then he sent a picture. Suddenly, all things old school flew out the window. The picture he sent was not the cute, bleary-eyed face resting against some pillows I'd expected, but one of his naked body stretched out over the covers. In fact... His face wasn't even in it. Oh. You don't like it? No, no, it's great. Uh, Just not what I was expecting. Well, I would have sent you something more explicit, but uh, I was too tired to get my toys out. Old school had officially left the building. Toys? Sure, I like a toy every now and again. At which point, uh, another picture came through. This time it was sex toys of various shapes and sizes, meticulously arranged on a white towel. I was speechless. I mean, sure, a promise of sexual adventure was intriguing, desirable even, but this wasn't what I was expecting from him. He was revealing a new layer. Upper west on the streets, lower east of the sheets, which one could argue is what I've been searching for. Maybe this was it? I'd worked him to orgasm by the time I got home, and before he passed out, we scheduled a date for the next weekend. Since he was going away, that would be his first night back in town. I was ecstatic. A professional, classic-looking man living in a beautiful building on the Upper West Side, and he had the freaky streak of an early 20-something. I was thinking I might have hit the jackpot. I spent the next week preparing, imagining possible scenarios for our future. I couldn't wait. In fact, I was so wrapped up in my excitement, I didn't bother to do any of my usual pre-date reconnaissance. I figured I knew all I needed to know from our sweet walk and lascivious texts. I didn't even think about it until one of my best friends called as I was halfway to our date. Hey, queen. Hey, how's it going? Just walking to a date. How are you? Oof, which one is this? He's the sexy one I walked home from the bar last week. The kinky one with the toys. Oh, that's right. I've been dying to see how this goes. Remind me again what we know about him. I mean, to be honest, very little. We talked about life here and there, but we always ended up back at sex. Interesting. But I mean, you've cyber-stalked him at least. Actually, no. Cole, have you learned nothing? I've been busy. Silence. Ugh, fine. I'll do it now. I'll text you what I find out. I hung up the phone and rolled my eyes at the millennialness of it all. Whatever happened to the days of getting to know someone in person without the biased aid of the internet? I guess Ted Bundy happened. Nowadays, showing up without an arsenal of information felt irresponsible. So I googled. I used what little information I'd gotten from our chats to drum up the most creative string of words I could muster. And then, in 0.7 seconds, the internet delivered a barrage of information I could never have been ready for. 
There were thousands of articles about him. None of them positive. I quickly clicked the images tab to see if maybe the interwebs had, you know, confused my search for someone else. Nope. There it was. His face. It appeared in every square of the image search. That was him. Which meant all of the articles were about him. I went back to the all tab and started clicking around. I couldn't believe what I was reading. Was this possible? I'd heard about this case years ago, but I had no idea what came of it. It was an uproar at the time, making its way across the bridge to Manhattan news outlets. In fact, it looked like it had made its way across the country, spreading faster than that super strain of gonorrhea. My voracious consumption forced me to a halt. I found an unoccupied bit of wall and loitered until I could take in what I was reading. There, at the end of one of the articles, was the criminal's name and the phrase, Sentenced to two years in prison. I checked the date. It was published on my birthday three months prior. Like, what does this mean? Was someone going to show up and cart him away mid-dinner? Was it more structured than that? Was this one of his last dinners as a free man? I'd never been out with a criminal. Well... Not knowingly. Would he try to marry me so he could play out his kinky fantasies in prison? Was this his play at conjugal visits? Should I even go on this date? The article had stunned me to the point that I'd stopped paying attention to where I was. Afraid of the time, I looked up to get my bearings and caught eyes with someone sitting inside. It was him. My date. I'd been paying so little attention, I didn't realize I was already at the restaurant. What the hell was I going to do now? He smiled. I opened my mouth to take a breath and lifted my hand in an awkward wave. Fuck. Thank you for listening to The Cultural Experience, Season 1, The Alphabet Chronicles. The podcast that's 100% true, except when it's not. Essays are written by Cole Grissom, inspired by real events. But rest assured, if a character resembles you in any way... Promise you're wrong. If you like what you heard today, subscribe, share, tell your friends, your frenemies, your bad dates, your good dates, the guy in the alley you're planning on giving a handy to later tonight. Tell them all. Until next time, friends. <laughs> <laughs>